the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is... John Van Trieste. And the destination... 1922 to 1989. When the architect, Chen Renhe, died in 1989, he left behind quite a legacy. He had buildings across Taiwan that stood out for their originality, more than a few of which had won awards. But creativity and acclaim haven't been enough to keep Chun's name in the mainstream consciousness. He himself was never much concerned with the mainstream, and this may help explain why there are many people in Taiwan who haven't heard of him. A new exhibit at the National Taiwan Museum, though, hopes to bring attention back to his work, some of Taiwan's most outstanding modern architecture. Here today to discuss Chen Renhe's life and the new exhibit is museum curator Mr. Lin. Chen Renhe was born in 1922 on the island of Jibei, a small bit of land out in the Taiwan Strait. At a young age, he and his family moved to Pingdong County in Taiwan's far south, where they opened a hotel. We can't say for sure what it was that led Chen to dream of becoming an architect, but he pursued that dream to the end. During his youth, Taiwan was a Japanese colony, and Chen went off to study architecture at Waseda University in Tokyo. His studies took place towards the close of World War II, and his graduation took place shortly before the war's end. He returned to Taiwan on the cusp of a new post-war era, when Japanese rule would end and a new government, the Republic of China, would step in. Mr. Lin says Chun's period in Japan made him stand out. Most of the other post-war architects had gone to study in the West, or else they had mainland Chinese backgrounds and came to Taiwan with a new government. He also stood out for another reason. Though he'd taken on the influence of some Japanese instructors, through his life he remained a tough architect to classify. He didn't adhere to any particular school or style, and even his own works are quite different from one another, without quite the same kind of consistency we see in other architects. Mr. Lin says this is one of the most interesting things about Chun. Architectural historians have called Chun's work brutalist, among other things. But Mr. Lin says while terms like these have some truth to them, they don't do a very good job of summing up his work. The only thing we can really pin down is that Chen was a modernist, which in Taiwanese architecture covers the years from around 1945 to 1990. Mr. Lin says that Chen was not afraid of a good challenge. He had an exceptional head for planning spaces and for calculation, and this freed him from having to rely on building technicians for guidance. He knew what could be done, and he set about testing it out. He also knew how to make the most of simple materials and limited budgets. Mr. Lin says he had a particular fondness for reinforced concrete, which freed modernists like him from the limits of traditional materials such as brick and wood. Chen Renhe opened his architect's office in 1951. Already in 1954, he had built his first acclaimed work, a piece that made his name overnight. This was the Kaohsiung Buddhist Hall in southern Taiwan. There are two things that make this reinforced concrete structure stand out. First, it's modeled on a Christian church, 
with a large space for a congregation and a feature rather like a bell tower on top. Second, in some of its features, it favors Indian elements over traditional Chinese ones. Mr. Lin says China had gone back to his days in Japan, looking to a famous Japanese architect who favored skipping over Chinese Buddhism and getting back to architecture at Buddhism's source in India. Many of Chen's most famous works are clustered in the 1960s. One of these is a church he helped finish. This was a Catholic church built in 1960 down in his home county of Pingdong. It had a sharply slanted roof, so sharp that from some angles it looks like a giant ramp. The main designer of this building was a German architect. Taiwanese churches back then liked hiring foreign designers to come up with the big concept, leaving the small details and construction for local architects. Without Chen's work on the fine details, Mr. Lin says this building would never have gotten off the ground. It wasn't all religious buildings. Chen was a prolific designer of housing blocks and office buildings. He took on school buildings as well. During the 60s, one Kaohsiung area high school got him to do both a student activity center and a classroom building. The activity center is topped with a futuristic spire, and the multi-story classroom building is nicknamed the Wave Building. From far away, the Wave Building looks a bit off somehow. The building's wings are lined with outdoor walkways that connect the classrooms instead of hallways. If you come close, you'll see that these walkways aren't perfectly straight. They go up and down very gently in a wavy pattern. This was a groundbreaking design at a time when most Taiwanese school buildings were drab and uniform. Still, Chen Renhe was a practical designer. He made sure the classrooms in this wavy building were like amphitheaters, with tiered rows of seating and a staircase running down to where the teachers stood so that everyone could see and hear the lesson. Getting this wavy pattern took a lot of tricky engineering, and the building is also a clever example of the frugal use of materials. It's been declared one of the city of Kaohsiung's historic buildings, and it was another Chun building to win an award. Another award-winning work shows just how functional Chen Renhe's buildings could be. This 1975 work was a pig auction house, the sort of building you might not associate with an acclaimed architect. Here, Mr. Lin says, Chen's chief breakthrough was figuring out a way to get the pigs to parade in front of buyers in an orderly manner. He devised a circular pen surrounded by more than 30 chutes. These chutes gradually narrowed, allowing just one pig at a time to get through at the end. As you might expect, this isn't the sort of place many architectural scholars have done work on. But Mr. Lin says he's been there and was struck with admiration for the chute system. Why isn't Chen Renhe well known today? One reason, as we've noted, is the kind of buildings he designed, meant to be lived in or used, rather than studied. He designed so many buildings that his influence on Taiwan's landscape was real, but often in unexpected and little-noticed ways. For example, Mr. Lin says, two of his designs for Buddhist cemetery structures were copied by others for decades afterward. But again, this is functional architecture, and few scholars have noticed it. Another strike against him was the fact that he spent most of his life in the South, 
moving in southern circles and working largely in southern Taiwan. He did have some buildings elsewhere, but mostly they were away from the limelight that architecture scholars usually put on Taipei and the north. Mr. Lin says, though, that Chun cared little about others' views of his work. The exhibit hopes to take Chun's work on its own terms. It hopes to portray Chun as a brave, forward-thinking architect who worked hard to put his own ideals out into the world. Mr. Lin says the name chosen for this exhibit, the Intrepid Enlightener, is deliberate. But what can a museum display to show an architect's bravery? One answer is building plans. Since 2006, the museum has been gathering plans for important post-war buildings in Taiwan and digitizing them. Originally, there had been no plans of Chen Renhe's buildings. But then, an opportunity came for staff from the museum to meet with Chen's son. He took the staff into Chen's long-closed office, and sitting right there were over 6,000 of Chen's designs. Chen's son donated these plans to the museum, which has been digitizing them since. For the museum, this has been an important opportunity to rediscover Chen's legacy. Of course, it's not all plans, though. Alongside photographs of Chen and his array of certificates and prizes, there are photographs and models of his actual works. The point of these is to show how the plans translated into real works and let visitors marvel at how architects like Chen have turned their ideas into Taiwanese treasures. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time.